So welcome, everybody. This is a brand new podcast by a couple of Brits. Uh, we struggled a bit on the title, so we kept keep it simple. Two Brits in America. I'm Francis Carden, and I'm joined by Malcolm Teasdale. Malcolm, say hello. Hello. Welcome. So our intention, uh, Malcolm, is we're going to try to sort of like figure out how our audience is going to enjoy a conversation around what life is like for us Brits living in America. There's a lot of cliches here. There's a lot of things everybody's heard over the years. But listen, I think it's fun no matter what. I've got a lot of American friends who have a British sense of humour, which really helps me get along in life over here. I even, just to prove that I have no animosity to either side, I even have a loser's party on July the 4th at my house to celebrate the Americans kicking our backsides way back when, whatever that date was that I don't like to remember. So, Malcolm, we're going to have fun with this. Did you want to do a quick intro as well for yourself? Yeah. Hello, everybody. It is Malcolm Teasdale here, just to verify that. Uh, yes, I am a Brit also from Coventry, England, now living over in Florida. Uh, this should be a, a lot of fun. And I've been living in America for so long now, I am actually bilingual. I do speak English and American, so I do understand both languages, which we're going to make fun of along the way. And we've got lots of things we're going to talk about. As Francis said, it could be, a you know, how we uh, made mistakes when we first came over here, learning the culture, American-British food, the sports, beer, cultures you know there's a lot of stuff we are going to go over and it's actually laughable to be honest with you so us two are really down to earth sometimes we just laugh at each other and laugh at ourselves really because uh you know to air at er is human right Life is too short, right? If we cannot laugh at each other, that's one thing I will say to the Brits. We do laugh at ourselves. We do take the, what can we say, the Michael, the Mickey. If you've not heard that time before, term before, look it up. But listen, let's start here with, a, this is the elephant in the room. My name in England is Francis. Often over here, being living in Atlanta and near the south, it's Francis. And I have to sometimes say it twice <laughs> with just that dialect and with that accent. And the truth is about two Brits in America, is that we've got lots of different accents, dialogue, dialect, sense of humour in both sides of the water, right? I mean, you go up to Scotland and I have to act as an interpreter for some of my southern friends because they don't, they don't have a clue what our Scottish friends are saying. So this should be a lot of fun, right? We should be able to flush out some things that really are different and funny. And if you don't have a sense of humour and if you can't take it, it's probably not the podcast for you. Yeah, well, I'm glad you mentioned the name, Francis. Mine's Malcolm, but everybody I know who have asked me have spelt it wrong initially. It's M-A-L-C-O-L-M. There is two L's in it, and there's no B in it, by the way. And it's a really Scottish name. And Teasdale, well, Teasdale is a Northern English name. came from the Dale of the River Tees, the valley around the River Tees, which actually... Uh, goes through uh, Newcastle area, and uh, there's a town there called Middleton on Teesdale, which is where the name came from. There you go. You know, most of us have names that originate from somewhere on the planet, and that's where my name comes from. Listen, we're trying to think on our feet. Two things you said there. Firstly, just out of, I'm from Brighton, England, not Brighton, America. There is a Brighton in America, but no surprise, it seems to be every town in England has got the equivalent town somewhere in America, right? And some more than once. Yeah. I'm from, there's even a book called the Cardens about because we originated apparently from Brighton I don't know before that but there is a book on the Cardens of Brighton that's a separate subject 
But I think it's 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 you know the word T. You mentioned Teasdale, right? That's your last name, Bynes Carden. But I am a teaaholic. I will have six or seven teas a day if I can. I mean, literally, they call me a, a walking teapot. But what I living in the south, not only do they drink tea, they then destroy it by having it a cold and b four buckets of sugar in each cup. That is a huge difference between I cannot drink the stuff to save my life. Cold tea with milk, maybe on a good day, but my tea's got to be boiling hot, no sugar, splash of milk, just like the Queen used to drink it. You know, I didn't know that about you, Francis, but I'm exactly the same. You know, no sugar in my tea, and it typically has to be Brook Bond PG tips, which you can actually find here in the States, by the way. I used to get advertised by monkeys on TV, do you remember that? Lord, do you remember that? That was the PG tips. Yeah, no, I'm probably older than you. Yeah. Anymore? Oh, you can't do that anymore. But no, tea bags is a very funny thing because Amazon now sell tea bags from England at a reasonable price. I was having to buy them from Indian shops and I was shopping. We're very select for our tea, but most tea comes from the same place. I think what happens is the Americans like their tea so weak, which is strange because they like their coffee quite strong. Their tea so weak that there's only about three things in it. You know, we have a tea bag that's got lots of tea in it. They have a tea bag with maybe some tea in it. I think that's what the difference is. Well, wait a minute. You, you're different from me. I, I prefer loose tea. You get loose tea here. You get it off Amazon. You, get, you know, you get everything off Amazon these yeah, days. I'm an automation guy. Listen, I automate everything in my home. I'm sure I'm going to automate my tea bag. I'm not making... Oh, God, it's not labour-intensive, is it? It is. <laughs> It's more washing up. You've got to wash up the, what do you call it? The fit. What is that thing called? The filter thing? The tea strainer. There you go. Tea strainer. Most Americans. <laughs> oh, good Lord. Yeah. That, well, it's worth hot it. Tea, hot tea, man. I, you'll find anybody who finds me in Atlanta walking around with my bag, my dog for a walk, or if I'm on a call, I'm always swigging a cup of hot tea with no sugar. But we grew up really poor. So when we were youngsters, our tea, our tea had about six buckets of sugar in it because it was what well, yeah. that was a. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. well i didn't realize that uh, francis yeah we're tea heads and i get called that myself and uh you know my my wife has become one of those as well i taught her well you know but uh it's it's regular tea in the morning i have a couple of earl gray oh, de decaf that. in the afternoon i'm awesome. so regimented i can't stand myself sometimes you know and i get reminded of that Earl Grey tea. Any, but people, every time I, in America, when the people offer me tea because they know I'm British, they go, would you like Earl Grey? I'm like, well, they don't say it with that accent. But no, I don't eat Earl Grey. And Denise is British, my wife, right? We've been married 40 years. She doesn't drink tea or coffee. She's what? not a true American, right? Wow. She cannot be a true Brit. She says I, she is. Well, well, you're still married, though. How did that happen? Well, she's 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 still learning how to make a cup of tea. A couple of times she's <laughs> over my head when I said it's too weak. <laughs> well, it's it's an art. You you learn, or as you go along, you get better over time. I can't believe we're talking about tea, but it is it, a fact. And uh, you know, some places I I travel quite a bit. You know, and uh, a lot of places I go to, I always look to see if they have afternoon tea somewhere. And believe it or not, there are a lot of hotels. Resorts around the world who advertise. We have afternoon tea and oh. they give you sandwiches with it. Eggs and little tiny sandwiches. Because in America, this is the one difference between what well, I noticed when I first got to America. 
right? Because you, you're leading me and giving me subject matter here. The sandwiches. If you go to England and you pick up a sandwich, it's two thin slices of bread with some meat or shrimp or something in between with a little bit of mayonnaise and bits of mayonnaise. Over here, it's four inches tall. You can't get a sandwich in your gob. <laughs> <laughs> no, afternoon tea, though. It's a little bit safe. It's good, like cucumber sandwiches, right? That's and- good. That is the difference between an English sandwich. Imagine if, if it was an American version of afternoon tea. It will be what? It will be sweetened cold iced tea with a great big monstrous sandwich where each slice of bread is two inches thick. You've got 14 layers of ham and cucumber and tomato all in one sandwich. It's like it needs in half. See, that's part of us coming over, especially moving down the south where I am. You know, iced tea is is quite prominent, and uh, I still I've never I've never drank any iced tea in my life. I I just can't face that. It's gross. But the thing is, we might have lost half our audience now, right? (laughs) (laughs) Well, gotta take it with a pinch of salt, right? Because this is going to go back the other way. We know we take the Mickey, we make fun of ourselves. There's as many nuances we have. We have a thing called Marmite which is also known as Vegemite in Australia, but in England it's called Marmite. I have yet to find an American that doesn't want to throw up when I get up to try to taste it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I get that, but they sell that at my local public store around the corner here. They have an international section. That's so, a pickle, but, you, you know, but to, our saving graces are Francis. I do have a, a cup of Starbucks coffee, one a, one a day typically. So... There you are. I'm Americanized a little bit. I do like their coffee, so that that sort of gives me a bit of uh, energy. Well, I guess late in the morning. Well, ten dollars a cup now. That's three and up. We won't get sponsorship by Starbucks. That's what I'm about to say. But ten dollars a cup a day. That's three and a half grand a year. Go buy yourself the best coffee machine ever. No, it's, not, it's not ten dollars a cup. A, a gra, grande Pike's Place. I have uh, one sugar and some milk in it, and that's it. And if it's lukewarm, I have to send it back and go round to the drive-through again. I've done that several times here. They probably hate me. Everyone's welcome except Teasdale. I think they'll have. I'll see that sign going up there soon because I don't like anything lukewarm, especially coffee or tea. You know, in the summer, if I order a latte, Starbucks goes to me. You know, the, the default is cold. I'm like, no, I want it hot. Hot milk, exactly. Hot. Yeah. I don't, I don't get it. Anyway, geez, we digress. Cold, but no, there's people in Boston. It's this cold up in Boston. I mean, I don't get it. No, I don't understand it at all. But hey, we don't have to understand it. But it is just a fact, isn't it? Yeah. What another? When you first, when you first landed. So I got here in '96, give or take. I've been here a few years on and off prior to that with work and everything. But I actually, finally made the move in 1996. Also, I don't know. Quick math with me. 27 years, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. 96. Yeah. Well. Um, you're after me because I came in uh, 1985, right? And it, it's a saving grace for me because the company I worked for at that time in Britain offered to transfer me to Boca Raton, Florida, all right, which actually preempted a three-year contract because I had a contract with in Papua New Guinea, right? I was about to leave that. They said, okay, Malcolm. I know you don't like it working where you are, but we'll transfer you to Florida. How would you like that? And I thought, okay, you twisted my arm. And that that was it, really, you know? Well, I I think, where did I end up? Yeah, I ended up in Atlanta. 
um it was all through work everybody says how did you what mate what brought you across here and of course the initial joke is well it was an airplane actually <laughs> they're like no no no. why did you come I was like well it was work you know I was working for it I actually had a software company and I bought that over and uh and you know the rest is history but I, I listen we the, the nice thing is about Brits that come over here the, the the kudos to Americans and America is that we stayed as much as we take the piss out of ourselves and we take the piss out of the differences, right? We stayed. We stayed because we love it. People say to me, would you ever go back? I'm like, no, my family's here. They love it here. I'm not leaving my family. Um, you know, we we go back enough to go visit so we don't miss it as much. I mean, obviously, you miss family that's over there. But um, we are lucky enough to be able to travel like you. And, um, you know, and <laughs> the funny thing is, when I go back, I normally take the biggest case I can and bring back all the British stuff. <laughs> and oh, the yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah. The crisp bag, you know, we've got to bring the quality street. Again, Americans don't know what we're talking about. But, you know, we all have our special things you've got to do at Christmas. Uh, yeah, and it's always good to get over there. Um, i got family over there, so I go back once a year. Uh, we got to do that. Uh, taste of reality. I love the countryside over there. Oh, guess good to get back though, you know. And uh, I just day day one here though. Just I just remember day one. You reminded me bringing this subject up. I got a company transfer first day in the office here in Boca, Boca Raton. I had to fill in a form for human resources. This is a true story, Francis. So I sat down and filled in this, started to fill in this form, and I made a mistake on it. So I went up to the office secretary and I said, have you got a rubber I can borrow? That is no word of a liar. And she looked at me, said, you're a bit forward, aren't you, for the first day here? And people peeked behind the booth. It's that damn British guy. And I, th there you go. That's a lesson learned on my first day, you know, brutal. But, you know, and there's lots more of that, obviously. But as we, as we talk more to everybody, they'll, they'll learn some of the stupidity that, we've done since we've been here but that's all part of it anyway that was my first day in the office so this is not this is not this is not as rude as that could be but it's it's like you know so when we, when i left which is after you because you're the old guy obviously so that's fair but listen so when i left we were you know back then it was much more digital banking so we get here and we sign up we you know get our house we get our address sorted and so we sign up for a bank account and you know couple of days later a gift turns up from the bank like it's a lovely package box and this is like oh this is nice that doesn't happen in england you don't get a gift from your bank manager so we take our time we sit around the table and we're unpacking all this stuff and it's boxes of checks like four boxes of checks and we're like we what are checks we we haven't used checks in years this is back in 96 i mean occasionally still use checks. Yeah. realize when we landed here how many how much of the banking system still relied on paper-based, check-based, paying people, putting it in the mail with an envelope. And yeah. now, of course, it's changed mostly. But, you know, 10 years ago, almost everything in Europe was tap and pay. And, of course, I hate it when people call it Apple Pay because it's like, yeah, okay, it, it, it's Apple if it's on an Apple, but it's not. It's all tap and pay. Now, it's any device. Anyway, in England, it's called tap and pay because you could be on any device. Now it's more tap and pay here. And it's getting that way here. But there's stupid places like, where was I today? I was in Home Depot uh, the other day. They they don't take uh, tap and pay. You have to put your card in. The supermarket, Publix, you have to put your card in. Well, why? Is, why? I want to know the why. My card is right there. My phone is right there. Tap the bleeding thing. Why are we so backwards? And then when 
when when it's here, the technology's here, it's in our phones, it's on our banks, we can Venmo. I can I can buy an ice cream from a guy off the beach here in Florida with a Venmo. I'm with my phone with no cash on the beach, and I can't walk in the store, spend three hundred dollars at Home Depot without pulling out my credit card. It's nuts. Well, I must be a bit old school on that. I still put my card in the machine, you know, because I don't know why. Sometimes when I tap the card, it doesn't work. I call it, when things go wrong, I call it the Teasdale factor, because if it could go wrong, it will go wrong. You know, paranoid type of feeling. But yeah, I, I know. Yeah. But, you know, saying that paper money and stuff, there's people are old school. Many people are, as they are back in the old country, you know. Yeah. 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 It took a while. It seemed to be like literally it was 10 years behind. But America's so ahead in so many other things, right? You know, and it's like, oh, no. And anyway, so being a tech head, if it ever goes wrong, it's never my fault. I always have to blame the machine or blame the network or, or the system. And to be honest, to be fair, it normally is because tap and pay is so robust. Hmm. But, you know, I was listening to a a, a, a a band playing the other day in the, in the street and they had their Venmo thing at the front. You walk up with your phone. Pointing your camera, it clicks five dollars. Off you go, no yeah. cash. I'm like the queen. I don't know. It's, the, it's all, all that said and done, though. But, but it, technology is great, but it does break. No, no of course. Te it te technology. Well, it does around me. You must be me. The Teasdale factor coming in. Technology does break, you know, and uh, it's it, you just have to accept that. It's probably more efficient, but you know. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, we're still alive. That's the main thing, right? So, you know, it's all we good. Are, we are alive and well, and we are coming up with a podcast to try and entertain an audience on what's really different. So what is another example that we could share, perhaps, that's, oh, oh it, it, it's, there's some really weird things that happen right between the two organizations. We covered a bit of bread and sandwiches and tea and, you know, you, you like hot coffee and hot coffee, the same as I do. But what are some of the other nuances that drive you mad, though? Come on. I mean. Oh, there's a ton of them. You know, it's a lot of it's cultural, but it varies. As you know, there's so many cultures around Britain. And North is totally different from the South, as it is Wales. But, you know, the North is different from the South here. There's so many variances of languages and dialects, and just the way of life is different, which is makes it all interesting, right? Doesn't it? So you know, it's it's just I I've been I've been here two weeks in my line of work, and I got asked to go to San Antonio to make a presentation. So I, I spoke for twenty minutes, and someone put their hand up and said, "Could you repeat that, please?" So, <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I thought, I, you know, and they started laughing. I said, well, I, I had to take the guy aside. But anyway, yeah, I mean, that's the way it is. Accents, dialects, culture varies in, in both places. But as going along here, we'll, we'll talk about the ones in England, Scotland, and Wales, because there are a few, and there, there are here. But our mistakes are pretty common around the States that we, we've made, you know. But we can talk about sports here, beers, ales, um, the culture, monarchy there's so many subjects we're going to cover you know in in future weeks so and uh i'm sure yeah. anyone out there i'll be thinking i'll give you guys something to talk about so the main thing is we've got to be honest um and straightforward with this will it sort of piss people off occasionally well could do but we, we yeah. just want to be honest yeah. and uh but you know what if you take it seriously then you should you're taking life too seriously in my mind you know it's like i can take it 
And, um, you know, and I think, but that was my question. Have, <laughs> have you ever met the Queen when she was alive? No. It's a question I get all the time. Oh, did you ever meet the Queen? It's like, no, I'm not. I'm not that important. Like most people, <laughs> I think I saw her drive past once in the car. And I managed to see her face and wave. Um, and um, because we went back for the coronation and everything, we actually saw more of the king in his one year than the queen in her 85 years, which is a sad thing. But no, I've never met the queen. If anybody in the audience has that question for us, I have never met her. Have you ever met her? No. No, I do know somebody that's danced with her. Actually, my Scottish friend in Atlanta, wonderful, wonderful man. Um, he actually has got pictures. He actually did dance with her at a at a at a ball up in where's it? Where did she go in the Scottish to the Scottish Highlands when she went for her annual thing? And then there's a big ball up there, and that ball being you know dance thing. Um, yeah. for the Americans you might not know that. So yeah, he he does. But I I so I know someone that's met and danced with the Queen, but I've never met her. Yeah, I wonder if she remembered it. I I, I don't know. Um, but no, I, the closest I've got to meeting the Queen was if I just went to stand outside Buckingham Palace. That was it. There you go. <laughs> now that doesn't count. I know the flag wasn't fine, so she wasn't in anyway. <laughs> yeah, she, she, she probably thought, "Oh, Teasdale's come in town. I need to get out of here." I'm gone. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's a troublemaker. If, if he's in town, things will go wrong. Oh dear. But anyway. Uh, what is, so we got we got stuff to talk about in upcoming weeks, and uh, so there's a lot more. So we, we can, we can ask our audience as well to post something. They'll, I'm sure we're going to post this somewhere. We can put something in the bottom, right? And if you've got any ideas or any topics or any subjects, and you can put subjects you want us to avoid in there, and we will avoid and ignore that. Um, that because nothing because this is all free reign but if you've got any ideas and uh, we want to make this fun we want to make it entertaining you might be on your walk with your own dog you might be on a run you might be on a treadmill be careful don't fall off as we make you laugh as we make this funnier and funnier as we go forward um but there is so many topics and they're going to get more and more controversial we'll probably invite some of our american friends on uh over time as well so we could have a proper fight over it right? oh, oh um, yeah you know i think we're both guilty of every Every week, I say something that just came in out of left field, and my wife said, or my friend said to me, "What the hell does that mean?" But I've been here so many years now, but there's something just—it's embedded in my brain cells, and I just retrieve it someday. So, but we've got all that, and that'll happen during this podcast. Well, I've got some rhyming slang, so I use a lot of London rhyming slang or Cockney slang, which you probably know of as well but american friends are like what that it's like oh is that the dog and bone i can hear ringing it's like they can guess that one but you know the apples and pears and all that kind of stuff and you can have a real laugh with that and have another conversation where americans don't have a clue what you're talking about yeah not for another time with some cockney rhyme slang yeah well we're we're able because we've sort of been here so long time i mentioned i'm bilingual i can translate no problem so uh that's all right but anyway well let's uh Let's get together soon, Francis. Let's do session number two, and uh, we'll pick a subject up to the time. That's a... It sounds like a plan, and I, I think this is going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to enjoy it. All right, mate. Matey. Toodle pip, everybody. Toodle pip. All right. Che cheerio. Cheerio. <laughs> Bye-bye.